You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Third and final hour, Miller and Moulton along the network. Then the Diamond District bonus hour awaits. David Dwork to talk hockey. Mike Westoff to talk bringing the kickoff back to the NFL. Didn't he try to do this like five years ago? And they basically said, get out of here. You know, we talked briefly yesterday and he alluded to that. He goes, you know, I did. Yes. Yes, we do. You were in studio. You were like showing us your plans. You're like this. I, I gave him this option. I gave him this option. Yep. Now, apparently they're willing to listen. I don't know if they're going to let Mike in the room though. All right. No, because don't you think Mike would walk into the room and it would be like, listen, as I was saying, right. I told you this five years ago, (laughs) you idiots. (laughs) Stephen Jones would be like, Mike, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm on your side now. I I just, I, I was wrong. I'm on your side now. We can get this done. Just need to, you and Rex Ryan need you, you know, go, go get a snack. Just just stay out of here. I'll, I'll take care of this. You know, I'll, I'll, it'll take me probably a year. Pat hinted at it yesterday. He's like, ah, usually these things take a year. You don't get what you want right away. A year later, you get it. So be nice to have a kickoff back in the NFL. And you're right. Pat's right in what he's saying. It's a year, but the points that we made yesterday with no kick returns in the Super Bowl. Correct. And the commissioner of the sport bringing it up. We've not had that. The, the momentum for this, and I, I'm with you. I don't think it changes this offseason. But if there were ever something that could change more quickly, it has the right momentum. You know what I'm surprised that they haven't gotten aggressive about? Like, this took me by surprise a couple of days ago when Stephen Jones went public and said, I've got to bring the kickoff back to the league. I was like, whoa. I mean, we were all, I think, just under the foregone conclusion that, you no, know, actually the next move with the kickoff is they're going to eliminate it entirely and every possession will start on the 25. I thought that was more likely than them bringing... 100%. If, David, if we would have had a poll question... Yeah, which... A, a week ago. Right. That you, said, which is, which is more likely to happen? The elimination of the kickoff or the return of the kickoff? The elimination of the kickoff would have won 80-20 minimum. But something that I am surprised they have not addressed because it has all but disappeared. It's the successful onside kick. And, you know, the NFL's obviously wanting to extend the game as long as much excitement as possible. Well, a handful of years ago, when you could line seven, eight, nine guys up on one side, and, you know, running starts and the whole deal. It, nah, we had like 13, 15 onside kicks recovered a year. You know, almost one a week. Oh, okay. But then safety reasons, you know, the guy waiting, getting plowed. And, you know, because they'd have so many people, they could literally plow into you before the ball gets there, knock you out of the way. And then the second guy could wait till the ball goes to 10 yards and pick it up. Yeah, okay. But I am surprised because I believe, I don't know what the final number was last year. I'm pretty sure the number the year before was four. Four successful onside kicks. I mean, 
That's about how many missed extra points we had five years ago when they said, ah, we got to change this. So I'm surprised they haven't gone to something along the lines of what Shiano suggested 10 years ago. Fourth and 15 or fourth and 10. I think I think fourth and 10 is too easy. You're right. I, I, no, I really I do, do. I do fourth and 15. Fourth and 15. Now, the question to me is, do you have the play start at the 35 where they kick off? Yes, I would. Okay. So now think about it. So they got to get to midfield on this play. If they do, they get to keep the ball. Well, hell, if you do, you're damn near in scoring range mm -hmm. with kickers nowadays. I mean, you get across midfield, it's a 67-yard field goal. Well, there's a few guys that they're like, mm, could you complete a five-yard out? I'll run out there. So, but I am surprised they haven't done that. I, I'm surprised that it hasn't been proposed at the very least. I, I don't think it's been tried in the preseason, has it? Occasionally no. they try something. This hasn't been no, tried. They, they've, not, they've not altered anything with the game. Since the extra point, right? Right. Would you be in favor of no more onside kicks as we know them? It's a fourth and 15. From the 35, if you convert it, well, you get to keep possession. I would lean yes. I'm going to reserve my final answer until I see if Mike Westhoff has a better idea for how to revamp the onside kick. Okay. But I lean yes. I don't think I'd put it at the 35. Where would you put it? At the 20? 20 or 25. Because to me, I'm willing to give you a much better chance to keep possession here. But you convert that fourth and 15, you're you're one play away from being able to score a field goal. I, I think that's a little too advantageous. Although you could argue onside kick it from the 35 the ball's got to go 10 that they're recovering it somewhere between like the 43 and the 47 anyway david so what's the matter if they get across midfield but but we think that the fourth and 15 would be converted at a much more highly yeah at a higher rate rather than the onside kick is so that's something i'm surprised hasn't come up because it came up eight, ten years. You know, Shiano brought it up, and then like two years later, it was brought up again. And then, if anything, they went the other way. They went, it's an unsafe play. We need to make it safer. Now they're apparently interested in more excitement. What, they don't have enough people watching? <laughs> well, they, David, I think they've just gotten the game so safe now that they can get back to a little more excitement. Well, or do you think maybe they don't have the fear of the lawsuits that they had eight, ten years ago, and now they realize, ah, we put all this concussion stuff behind us. Besides, the players are on board. We're just going to keep paying them off. They're chasing that extra $5 billion. They are. I mean, that's not a joke. No, I know. I mean, when Goodell said that a handful of years ago, basically at the turn of the decade, Goodell said the goal is to be $25 billion annually. At the time he said it, they were less than 15. They were like 13 to $14 billion annually. He said the goal is 25. I mean, that's damn near doubling your income. Now, goodness, those franchise values have seemingly doubled and then some that quickly. But, I mean, doubling income. You know, TV deals, I mean, this is, I think, year two 
coming up is year two of an 11 year deal. TV revenue ain't going up. It's locked in. So where are they going to get the revenue? But anyway, so we'll bring Mike Westhoff in. We'll talk about the kickoff and what he's hearing. And, you know, did Stephen Jones actually call him up? Because Stephen Jones said, I talked to like four or five special teams guys in the NFL. Well, if that's the case, I'd be surprised if one of them wasn't our buddy. It should have been. Yeah. I mean, I know he talked to John Fossil, Jim's son, who's regarded as one of the best. But Mike's been regarded as one of the best for 30 years. So, got that out there. But our poll question, it's leap day in a leap year. And so which NFL team will take the biggest leap? And we didn't want to go the just awful teams. We didn't want to put New England and Washington and Carolina and Arizona up. We just didn't think you'd be interested in that. We wanted to put some teams who underachieved last year. And based on the number of votes, you're not interested in these teams either. (laughs) But those of you who did take the time to vote, and we thank you, are picking the Cincinnati Bengals to take the biggest leap forward in 2024, followed by the Chargers, and then a distant third is the Jets, and in dead last, the Chicago Bears. Now, there's two ways to look at that. The Bengals did finish last, but they also had a winning season. So... You know, how far would they have to improve? I mean, I'm guessing a playoff run of some kind, but Chargers won five games, for goodness sakes. The, big, the leap for them would be to make the playoffs, right? I would think so. Yeah, it just depends how you how the voter raises the, right. the leap. Biggest I mean, leap. You can leap from nine games to ten wins and mm-hmm. make the playoffs. You know, that's a leap. What would be a leap for the Bears that you would consider while they're in they have a chance to win this contest next year? They went what, seven and ten? Yeah. They finished was it tied with the Vikings for last or were they last by themselves? Winning the division. Oh, so you think they have to pull a Lions? Yeah. So not a not a Packers. No, because just getting to the wild card in the NFC, I don't think people think that's a big leap. Maybe getting to the wild card and winning a game. I'm with Mark. Either either win a playoff game as a wild card team or win the NFC North. Okay. All things considered, right? Because they they have the first pick because they made a deal for it, not because right, they're right. the worst. But they team have the a league. top ten pick on their own. Correct. So that's why I wonder: Do they have to go so far as the Lions from last year to this year, or do they have to do better than that? You say they have to. You know, do the Lions. Okay. Just for frame of reference, what do you guys think their over-under win total will be going into next season? Eight and a half? No. Seven and a half? There you go. Even though they only won, they won seven games last year. So right, but once either... they get rid of Fields and it's a new quarterback. They think it'll take a year for him to, you know, you can't bet on every rookie coming in and playing like C.J. Stroud or Herbert, you know, who had a terrific rookie year. Technically, I guess the Vikings – Finished third and the Bears fourth, even though they both went seven and ten. So, all right. For you, what would it be? Just making the playoffs for the Bears? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Considering what they've done recently, yeah. I think, put it this way, I would put making the playoffs, but in parenthesis, I'd put ten wins. What would it be for the Jets? The same. It's a tougher road, the AFC. Definitely. 
and three of the teams that we have are AFC teams. So I think just making the playoffs in the AFC is a hell of an accomplishment. And the Jets took the swing by going to get Rodgers. Yeah. It's not like they've built this thing, I mean, maybe on defense a little bit, but they, they took the big swing to get where they're at. And this year is total make-it-happen year. GM, coach, can't count on the quarterback playing another year after this one. Oh, no, this is, this is win or bust for the Jets here. You're lucky if you get to play the same game in 2025. I mean, you just... This is all in 2024 for the Jets. I don't know if there's a team more all in in the league in 2024 than the Jets. Speaking of all in, Florida Panthers are all in to win Lord Stanley's Cup. Got the best record in the East. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Miller and Moulton on the Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. We are having trouble connecting with David Dwork, which is odd, because, well, the number I have for him is his number. I swear it is. All right, but it's not working. Huh? Can we blame it on AT and T? No. <laughs> So hopefully we can connect with David Dork here. It's a short segment, so hopefully we can connect soon. We just want to talk about the team that entering last night had the best record in the East. Technically, the Rangers moved the point ahead of them, but the Rangers have played one more game. So in terms of points per game in the East, the Panthers are the team. And the Panthers have become the trendy in NHL circles, Mark, team in which right now you got to pick who's going to win Lord Stanley's Cup. And more people who cover the NHL right now would pick the Panthers than any other team. Would you? Yes, I would. To win the cup. Absolutely. Wow. They've got the goaltending. Bob's been playing great now for a year and a half. I mean, he really has. Yeah, at least a year. Absolutely. Yeah. Their special teams are solid. Yes. Uh-huh. They play great five-on-five. Five, and like I said earlier, they can beat you any way that you want to play. You want to play a 6-5 game? They can play a 6-5 game. You want to you want to be Winnipeg and play a 2-1 game? They can beat you at that. They just went and beat Carolina 1-0 or 2-1 the other day. I mean, you know, that's a good team. They, they have had no problems competing with the league's best. They've been on a tremendous roll the second half of the season. And, yes, I don't I, – Your point about being able to beat you 5-on-5, five five, because, yes, they core more penalties in the playoffs now than they used to, but – they don't call as many as they do during the regular season. And obviously, we don't have the funky overtime and shootout rules in the playoffs that we have during the regular season. And that's why sometimes on these teams, you do have to drill down, as they like to say, and look like I happen to be a Rangers fan. I'm not as high on this team as a lot of other people are. Why? They're not good five on five. I mean, they're really not. They are living off their power play. And they're living off their goaltending. Now, the goaltending, I think, can, you know, he, they, Shesterkin and Quick, can play April, May, and June the way that they'll play October through March. But, I mean, if you ain't scoring goals five on five, you're not going to win a series, never mind four series, on the power play. Maybe you could win a series if you play a team that just wasn't disciplined enough and what have you. But you can't win 16 games if you can't score five on five. And the Rangers can't score five on five. 
the Bruins right now. The Bruins, every game they play is going to overtime or a shootout. I mean, take a look. Do you know one out of every three Bruins games is not settled in regulation? Now, you can be the 93 Canadians and other teams that have just had remarkable playoff runs where they go like 10-1 and one in overtime, but that's, that's tough to do to continue to have to win post-60 minutes. David, of the Panthers' 39 wins, 38 of them are in regulation. Exactly. You know how good that is? That's ridiculous how good that is. Now, I think they're the best team in the East. I just don't know if they're best. Like, I look at the Panthers as the 49ers. I, I actually think 1 through 20, I, on game day, the 20 people that are dressed and what have you, I, I think actually they're the deepest. I think they're the Niners. I'm just wondering if Colorado's the Chiefs. If McKinnon... Is Mahomes, if you know what I mean. No, or, no. I, or could Edmonton end up being the Chiefs where McDavid is Mahomes? That's the only thing I'm wondering. I don't think the Panthers, for as many terrific players as they have, Mark, and think about it, how many terrific players does Niners have? Right. No, you're right. And I'm just wondering, though, if they play one of two possibilities out West in the finals in which it's like, listen, you guys are really good and you're really deep, but we got the best player on the ice. Well, the West now is interesting because, you know, Colorado and Edmonton aren't leading their divisions. No. You know, Vancouver's leading their division, and Winnipeg's leading the other one. And they're close, but Dallas made a big move yesterday. They improved their team, picking up the, the winger from Calgary. First trade, first early trade deadline move. One of the players that was expected to be moved was moved yesterday. He was moved to Dallas. Uh, People praising that trade. My pick to win the cup was the Stars. So, I mean, right now, Dallas, Colorado's a first-round series. <laughs> I mean, they could be two of the five best teams in the league. Do you like, by the way, the NHL's playoff format where you got to get out of division? This goes back to the 80s. Well, you know I do. Well, you, but you, the divisions aren't what they used to be. I understand that, but I like promoting rivalries. Rivalries come from the playoffs. When you have to play the same team every year in order to get past them, I, I, I love this. Do you wish they? My would... son hates it. He follows the league a lot more closely than I do. He thinks it should be one through eight. I love this. I like the ad, uh, the addition of the wild card so that a fourth a bad fourth place team doesn't get in. I think that that's a a nice quirk to the rule. But I love the idea that we never had Florida and Tampa play each other in the postseason. We, now, may, we may get it two years in a row. And we may get it for the third time in four years, right? right? Oh. This is how rivalries are created. This is how angst comes into a sport. And also, how do you build teams in the NFL and in a lot of sports? What do you have to do first? You got to get out of your division. Well, if you create it where you got to get out of your division and win two rounds to get out of your division in hockey then in theory, you're looking at who you're going up against. Do you like it? I actually think I would go one step further. You'd go 1-16, to 16, wouldn't you? No, no, no. They did that in the late 70s. Okay. All right, in which they didn't, you know, with the Ge geography no, be damned. Yeah, and their conferences be damned. Right. 
Okay, I mean, in 79, the Rangers played the L.A. Kings in a best of three first-round series. I mean, think about that. New York, L.A., New York in a best of three in hockey. By, I think, 1980, they said, yeah, that's ridiculous. All right, let's do this division thing. But in the 80s, which those of us of a certain age love the NHL, and you had to get out of your division, and certain teams are tormented. Buffalo couldn't get out of the Adams. Winnipeg couldn't get out of the Smythe. Detroit, for the longest time, couldn't get out of the Norris. They right. Beat up by two. When they started, making, started becoming the Red Wings that I remember, it was Toronto that they just couldn't get past. Exactly. You know, Pat Quinn had the Leafs in in the playoffs, you know, with the runs seemingly to the conference finals a couple of years in a row. But I didn't mind the bad fourth place team having the upset. Like I was okay because to me, the rivalry meant more than a fourth place team in the other division in the con or the fifth place team in theory who had more points. I'd be like, eh, sorry. You know, and my team got, you know, hosed a couple years where they were 10 points better than the fourth place team in the other division in the conference. But, you know, they, sorry, you got to stay home. You weren't top four in your division. I loved it. Loved it. I'm for anything that promotes rivalries. Totally. I mean, the Rangers and Islanders play three times. They went 14 months without playing each other. Honestly, I, you can't have a league where that happens. Can you imagine the Dolphins and the Jets not playing one another for 14 months? It's absurd. And also, eh, we always play two times a year. But you know what we're going to do from now on? Dolphins and Jets are only going to play once a year. I mean, that's essentially what the NHL did. They used to play five, six times a year. Now, essentially, you play your biggest rival three times. What? In an 82-game season. Yeah. I mean, I, I love still my- want you playing everybody, though. I, I don't want to not have every team come to your building. Everybody should have a chance to see Connor McDavid. I'm sorry. All right, quick math here. We got what eight teams in every division? Yeah. Right. Okay, so we got 24 teams. You do a home and home. That's 48. You got 34 more games in amongst the seven teams in your division. That's basically five games. Now we could do it that way. I'm in. You're listening to Miller and Moulton only on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes till the top of the hour. The Diamond District bonus hour will begin at that time. Mike Westhoff, kind enough to join us once again. He was a special teams coach for the Broncos this past season. We'll ask Mike whether or not he's going to do it again. But first, we want to talk to kickoff with Mike Westhoff. You can follow him on Twix at ST Coach Mike, ST Coach Mike. Mike, how many years ago was it? that you went to the NFL with your proposals to essentially make the kickoff the kickoff again? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, when we first did it uh, was back in when I was going to retire uh, in 2012, I think 2010, 2012, somewhere in there, I went up and uh, met with them and talked about a couple of the ideas. Um, they, they, they incorporated a few of them. And then, but it gradually, it, when it's just gotten more, more and more watered down, it just has. And a lot of it is, you know, player safety, of course, and with all that in mind. And then, of course, there's the there's the business end of it, with you know the NFL being on the wrong side of a particular lawsuit type thing. And you know, you know, there's the, the owners are certainly concerned of that. But a lot of it, you know, they want to make it a, a safer game, and that's happened 
almost in every aspect, but the, there were some just some very, very prominent collisions, and the league was concerned with that. Um, Roger Goodell was teasing me one time. He said, you know, Mike, quit complaining. He said, we're changing part of this because of you. Um, I had a lot of success in that part of the game in kickoff returns um, where you could do different things. You know, wedges were outlawed. The way they line up today, it's totally different. The game's just, it's dramatically changed. But yet last year, they made the motion and it, and it passed. Um, I went up to when I decided, when Sean Payton asked me to come back with him, I, I told him I would. And about a year ago, right right around this time of the year, uh, maybe it was a little bit later, we all went up to, to New Jersey, uh, a number of coaches uh, involved, some of the competition committee, Troy Vincent, Joel Bussert uh, in the league office. Joel Bussert, actually, he's, he doesn't have quite the role that he used to have. But trust me, he's the man behind the curtain in the National Football League. I think he's brilliant. and has been very involved in a lot of rule changes. And the idea was they just were to, to try to cut back on some of the injuries. And we studied every single injury that took place uh, with during kickoffs. And it really much pretty much came down to the real severe, the concussion-type thing, came from very sudden and aggressive and powerful collisions. And then we studied that and made some recommendations. I lost. <laughs> what I recommended, I didn't win it. I, I thought I had a very good argument, and I backed it up pretty well, but the owners voted against it. Well, and last year... Uh, there were 82% touchbacks, and that's that's just too high. So now there's another concern. I'm gonna I'm going back up to the combine. Uh, I'm gonna leave uh, tomorrow, and on Saturday we're gonna re-meet and discuss this a little bit, and maybe see if we can't come up with a better solution. Well, Mike, what is the better solution? Because obviously, you know, part of the other part of this, part of the touchbacks, is just how powerful the kicker's legs are right now. It's it's not difficult for most of these guys to kick it out of the end zone. I'm guessing you tell your kicker kick it out of the end zone more times than you don't. Oh so, yeah, D- Denver, I could kick it out up there, please. <laughs> right. I mean, that's easy. It's, so, so, so yeah, it's just that it, yeah, we we can. Um, I'm for moving it back, I, I, and I'm going to propose that just move it back five yards. You will not dramatically increase the number of touchbacks, but I believe you'll go from 82 to somewhere 75, maybe even less. And um, you can do that. that. That would put more plays in the game. All I want is a play. I want to keep the play alive, keep it safe, but keep it alive. I mean, for the most of the year last year, until the very end, you know, we, we led the uh, Marvin Mims, we led the National Football League. We were ranked first in kickoff return and punt return. We ended up first in punt return. He dropped one against uh, against the, uh, the Patriots, which if he just catches, he's going to run for a touchdown. Best, best blocking we had the whole year. Um, so that was kind of, I just want the play. I, I, I like the play because I think I'm pretty good at coaching it, and I've got a really good guy to run it. So Mike. I want the play. Yeah, I'm a little selfish in that regard. Mike, um, Steven, Steven Jones is the one that apparently is pushing this. A, have you ever talked to him? And B, has he consulted with you? Because he said he reached out to a few special teams coaches. He only mentioned his, John Fossil. I'm curious, have you and Steven been talking? No, I have not. Absolutely not. I, I, I would like to do that. He probably should do it since I think I have more touchdowns in that area than anybody in history. So he probably should talk to me. And we led the league. Dallas wasn't even in the wherever. So um, what do you do? So what yeah, do you, I would if, love to do that, and, I, and that that may well happen this Saturday. 
by moving it back, how do you still keep it safe, Mike? Because I'm all for moving it back and getting more plays in the game. Do you, do you think just moving it back with the rules that are in place now would? Well, I believe it will because you know you've eliminated any type of wedge. You've eliminated that. You've also eliminated because of the way the guys have to line up that the way they can go down on defense. You know, we used to be able to run all over like a blitz, and so that makes things a little easier to identify. You can't have a trap come at a 90-degree angle anymore. They have to be at a 45 so that the guy being trapped can see it and have a chance to react. What, what we saw was that most of the collisions came on very sudden, you know, where the sudden impact, where all of a sudden the guy came out of nowhere and bam, he caught him and the guy got hurt. When anyone had a chance to see what was coming and react in a football fashion, nobody got hurt. That's what we studied last year and came up with at the end of watching all the injuries. Um, but nonetheless, you still have, you know, you've got to play. And there's a lot of owners that, you know, they feel that to, to hell with it. You know, like one guy, one owner, I just made a statement, came out in a meeting and talked to me. He said, look, I'm, I'm paying this, my highest paid player. Let's just, let's just put the ball down and put him out on the field. Well, you know, I, I get that. Um, I don't like to see it. I, I, I like to, you know, kind of right. keep the football, keep the foot in football. So, you know, you want to make it safe as safe as possible. It's a tough physical game. I love that part of it. So, for me, you know, it's just I'm always the guy's kind of fighting against it just a little bit. Mike, we asked this poll question yesterday, and you may have already given us your answer, but we gave our listeners three choices. How would you best adjust the kickoff? Eliminate the fair catch move the kickoff back five yards, move a touchback up 10 yards so that you don't get it at the 25, you get it at the 35. If Goodell came to you and said, Mike, pick one of these three, which would you pick? Well, that's a tough one because right, right off the top of my head, I'm going for all three. I know. <laughs> I know. But, but if I had to just pick one, I, 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 would, I would just move it back because I think that's going to, there's going to be a lot of situations where, you know, it's rather if, if that ball is going to come down, you know, at the, uh, at, at the, say, the, the minus one or the one yard line rather than, than the minus six, teams will, teams will run that out. They'll, they'll run it out. They, they, want to, they want to run that back. So you're going to get more play. So I would say if I had to pick one, that would be it. The other thing we've been talking about today, Mike, is the onside kick. Because. Mm-hmm. That's turned into the old extra point. You you don't convert onside kicks anymore. It's it's become a, a almost impossible play to convert. Would you do anything Correct. to change? Because they've made all the rules again for player safety. You can't load up one side. We know all the rule changes that have been made. Is there is there a way to bring back the onside kick, or do you have to go for a fourth and fifteen type play and put the offense out there? How would you try to at all adjust onside kicks becoming more successful? I think that's that's a that's a really good point. Um, I, I would I would add the caveat of or put in there that uh, the fourth and tight play, you know, fourth and fifteen, fourth and whatever, uh, as as a, as a way to possibly do it. I think if you're, uh, it's really to be safe, uh, you know, the way we had it before, where you could overload and do all those type things. You know, that got a little crazy. I think the way that it's that we practice it right now and it's the way it's legislated now, it, it's it's reasonable. It's very difficult to get. 
because teams know how to do it now. Everybody, they send that guys up to block. You could restrict the front line as to how far they can go forward to block. You know, what they do is you, you count. You know, you get your front line guys, you know, you've got one, you have two, you have three, you have four, if it goes here, you know, that type of thing. And then they go and attack that guy, and there's the guy sitting in behind that's, that's not, you know, interfered with, and he makes the play on the ball. If you limited that a little bit, uh, that might work. That might make it a little more difficult. Rather than being able, you know, you might keep them within um, you know, a realm of how far you can go. If, if you don't let them cross that restraining line, then that would become a more advantageous play for the kicking team rather than the receiving team. You could do that. I think that's a possibility. Or you could throw in the, you know, okay, or you can take the fourth and whatever and get a chance to do it that way. So I think that's a, it's a tough one. I'm not, it doesn't bother me as much. Um, we had a couple, I, I feel pretty good about how I teach it both ways of how to play it, of how to practice receiving it and going and getting it. We've got a couple ways to get it that I feel pretty comfortable with. So I'm not really crazy about changing that as much as uh, the back with the, you mentioned the PAT, um, Joel Busser and I, that was me. I was very much involved in that. I think he and I are the one that changed that rule way back when Mike, we sat together and figured it out. Mike, why do you believe that the commissioner and then therefore the league is interested in special teams again, if you know what I mean. I mean, it looked as if, Mike, by this time, they were going to just take the kickoff out of the game. Now you have Stephen Jones, who's essentially an owner-in-waiting, saying he wants to bring the kickoff back into the game. Do you think it's because Devin Hester just went in the Hall of Fame and we realize we're never going to have one of those again because we've eliminated half his weaponry? Is it because we just had a Super Bowl with no with no kickoffs? I mean, why is the, why is the league interested again, Mike? But I just think, I think when they take a look, no one wants to just, you know, I, I, there was a, one of the league official came to me several years ago, um, who I know very well back when I was coaching with the Saints for a couple of years and said, what were my thoughts on that? There'd been a discussion of eliminating the punt. They would take the punt out of the game. They were going to use an analytical form and say, okay, basically when a team has punted from here, it ends up getting moved to here and they just put the ball back in play. And, and I, that that stuff just killed me. You know, I, I went through, I gave them a real good list of reasons as to not do that, but that was something I was fighting for. I just love that part of the game. I mean, I should, that's what I've, I've done my whole life. And, um, I mean, I'll go back and look at the, the New York Jets. And, you know, when I was there, we were in the playoffs, I think 60% of the time, and we don't get in one time if we didn't do what we did on special But, but Mike, why do you yeah, think so the I'll league... But why do you think the league is now interested in what you do for a living? Because they were moving away from it, and now it looks as if the league is trying to bring it back. Why do you think that is? The, 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 the non-play. People don't like the non-play. The television, you're sitting there watching it's a kickoff. Nobody likes it. So I think the public has come out and said, hey, you know, come on, guys. It's just a and it's a Super Bowl. When the Super Bowl had... I had the number, it's, it's like 9, 10, or 11, 12, 13, somewhere like that. Kickoffs, not one was returned. They just want to see a play. They want to see the play, you know, and they want, they want to see, you know, and guys want to, want to be involved in it. Players want to be involved in a play. Now, yeah, some of the things, you know, back in the day when it was a little crazy, it was, it, it was, too, it was too explosive and there were too many injuries. That's not the case today. Everybody's very cognizant of what you're teaching not hitting in the helmet and all that type of things. They're very, very careful. They care about it a lot. But people want, they don't want the dead non-play. They want a play. 
A safe play, yes, but a play, a chance to win the game. And I could give numerous examples of chances that I've been involved in that we had an opportunity at the end to, to run a play. And we executed that play. And it wasn't maybe a touchdown, but it was a real good play. And it gave us a chance to win. Now, that doesn't exist. That's gone. You don't have it. It's gone. It's out. And so I think that's there's a lot of people that are looking at that and they're taking a look and saying, wait a minute, whoa, wait, we've gone too far. I tried to tell them that years ago. I fought for it. And I fought for it last year. Um, <laughs> I didn't win. I thought I had a hell of an argument, too. I really felt good about it. I presented it. But <laughs> I think I think I shot down. But maybe this week, maybe Saturday. So I'm going to well, get back up to bat. Well, safe travels, Mike. Good luck Saturday. If anything comes of it, let us know. We'll gladly have you back on. Hope all's yeah, well. Good. Hope you're healthy. Enjoy Florida no, while you're here, I'm and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, yeah, I'll be happy to do that. Thanks for bringing it up. You you bring up a good point and uh, something that I think needs to be talked about. I love the game. I want to keep it safe, but I want to keep it the game that we know and love. This is We don't play soccer. We play football. <laughs> Mike West. Thanks, Coach. Talking okay, football. Guys, thank you. Thanks for asking me. Twix, ST Coach Mike. ST Coach Mike is how you can stay in touch with him. He's the best. And he retired like twice. He moved to Cal, you know, moved to Florida. You know, got the knees fixed, the hips fixed. He's playing golf. He's fishing. He's got a place. Just when he thought he was out, <laughs> they pulled him back, back in. He's passionate about it. Oh, you gotta love it. That's that's actually that you got sixty five percent of his egg in there. If he's in studio, honestly, <laughs> I, in our third act. If we ever bring him in studio again, we'll have to do multiple segments. Can't just limit it to one. With our hard outs and what have you, we can't go as long with segments as we used to. And we didn't even get any stories out of him this time. No. Well, we didn't try. We will next time. Thanks for listening along the network. Diamond District bonus hours next.